Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Noodlelegs Givenisi, and we have a very special guest on our show today. Joining me is the co-founder of WanderingAimfully.com, the author of Own Your Weird, and a returning champion, champion to this podcast, Jason Zuck. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Hey, for being how's it here. going? You you really sounded like a, like a Power 92 radio host at the very beginning oh, yeah. of that, like... Now cruising in the new hits of today, Matt Giovanni. Oh, sorry, Noodle Legs Giovanni. Noodle Legs. Yeah, you got Spitting it. Spitting that wax. Yeah, you really. Yeah, you have a face for radio. I don't know if anyone's I ever do. told you that. Oh, yeah. everyone. My mom, my dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good to be back. Good to be chatting with you. As always, we could go on for I'm sure hours upon hours upon hours. So I do have uh, on my on my banter. document for the yeah light banter. It says yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usual. Yeah, it's pretty standard. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Light banter before we Mm -hmm. get into the ad read, which is dynamically inserted. Right. And then we get into the actual meat of the episode. I think you just taught a course on how to run a podcast, like how to to run a successful podcast. I think you just did that. It, (laughs) I didn't charge any money for it. It was free. (laughs) It is in the plan. I do have a plan to do a podcasting course at some point. I mean, mean, why not? Teach what you know. Teach what you know. Teach what, you what know. they say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, banter is over. <laughs> okay. Great. Good job. Unless you want, everybody. unless you have something else to say. Something else to say. I don't think so. I think that was okay. it. I think yeah, we did actually a bunch of light banter before we recorded, just for That's everybody true. who was like, "Wow, these two didn't have anything to talk about." Like we did twenty minutes of light banter before, so we kind of ruined it there. Right. But and it was. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like geopolitical things. So like that's, that's not true. no one wants to hear about that stuff. Yeah, no, that's not that's not what the yeah. show's about. No, this is a distraction. Hopefully for you, <laughs> something yes. you can walk around your house in complete uncertainty, just having two idiots yelling your ears about business, though. Sure, why not about online business, which is important nowadays. It is. It is. So, all right. Well, in this episode, we're talking about what happens when your business model isn't working. Hmm. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over the shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right. So we're talking about changing business models, specifically how to know when something's not working in your business and how to pivot to find the right offering. So um, this is something you did, right? Many, Multiple, many times. Many, say, <laughs> many, many times. Yeah. Uh, but more recently, how recent was this? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of want to go 
I kind of want to do the lineage of specifically wandering Ainfully. We mean, sure. I think before we've talked about, you know, I will, I will wear your shirt. I think we talked, what is it? That's what it is, right? I, will wear, I your wear your shirt. shirt yeah. I wear your shirt. I will yeah. wear it. In the future. At some point. I will wear it. At some point. <laughs> you could pay me now. Pay me now. One day. Maybe later. 2020, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we've gone through all that. We've gone through like your, your, uh, I believe when your last time you're on, but, um, specifically let's talk about wandering aimfully. Sure. So what was um, the original idea? For yeah, so the original idea was I had a website called Jason Does Stuff, which was very much akin to like Money Lab, as people mm-hmm. know you. And and that's kind of, you know, we were having our discussions very early on and just randomly chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of felt like you needed a Matt Does Stuff. And then yeah. Money Lab was born. And yep. it makes total sense to have one place to have all of your things. But then my wife, Caroline, had her own business, which was called Made Vibrant, not Caroline Does Stuff. And we had these two separate businesses, but a lot of times we had overlap in audience. We had overlap in kind of products a little bit. And I just kept seeing the writing on the wall of like, let's combine these things together because my practical analytical brain, your creative, soulful, emotional brain, like together, and we both have some business savvy together. It feels like what we kept saying, or I kept saying to Caroline was we're better together. So why not try and combine these things? And we also have the luxury we've worked together, lived together for now 10 years. So we can do that. And I know that uh, maybe you've talked about that before, but you know, it wasn't, wasn't, it didn't work for you at certain times working with Steph. Yeah. But for us, we work really well together. I mean, we just have really found a good dynamic. Now, that's not to say that we don't argue, we don't have disagreements. You know, those have those things happen all the time, but we know how to work through them and we've figured that out. So anyway, we kind of came together on this idea. I kept bringing it up to her. Um, I think Caroline was the one who came up with the phrase wandering aimfully. And just this idea of we like to experiment. So that's kind of the wandering part, but we're also intentional. So if we're going to launch a project or create a course or build something, we plan it out. It's not like we just go, let's just spin up a website and see what happens. We're very methodical about that. Mm -hmm. And so it took about six months of me trying to convince Caroline every single day on our day. I was going to ask you how long did it actually take and and how much like, I mean, obviously you had some persistence there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just kept, I kept looking at this and just going, why are we, it's the essentialism kind of model at work, right? Like all of our attention, all of our uh, arrows of attention are going out in different directions. Why not have them all go in one direction and put everything together toward one kind of combined goal? But the interesting thing about Wandering Aimfully as a business, not just an idea or an ethos was we didn't really know what we wanted to offer people. So I had this project before called Buy My Future, which then Mm -hmm. we combined into Buy Our Future. So we had been working together in that capacity. And I knew that we didn't want to just have Wandering Aimfully be that same thing. We wanted to figure out something to get away from the launch model of business, which is very unpredictable in the current climate of when we're recording this. A launch model is so insanely difficult to have because if something's going wrong in the world, no one wants to buy your thing or you have an incredibly low amount of people who have the money or the disposable income to buy, especially something like online business products and coaching and that type of thing. And so we essentially said, well, let's try and move away from the launch model and let's go to a recurring model and try and actually build up some monthly recurring revenue with this, create a membership community that's a little bit higher priced because it also includes uh, an online course platform that I've had for a couple of years called Teachery. And then a bunch of other things that we all have and paying that monthly fee, you get access to a private Slack channel. So there was just all of this stuff we could package together. And the the hypothesis was, let's just test this. Like we don't know if it's going to work, but we've never tried this monthly recurring business model. But you um, wanted to test, you were testing this after you'd already started wandering aimfully, right? So our intention was uh, March of 2000. 
18, we -hmm. essentially said, let's build Wandering Aimfully in public for everyone to see. Let's Mm -hmm. plan on doing the recurring membership model and Mm -hmm. let's have people kind of go along the journey with us. We still have the build site up. If you want to check it out, it's build.wanderingaimfully.com. We wrote about everything, the design process, the marketing process, you know, coming up with pricing, just everything, the branding, like all of it. So if you like seeing behind the scenes of how businesses are built, if you're a Money Lab fan, you'll you'll really like that site. Um, And we... So we just shared the journey. <laughs> what we thought would take five weeks took five months, as it always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran into a bunch of hurdles. We spent a lot more money than we wanted to on this custom dashboard we built. But we launched pre-orders for the first time in August of 2018. Um, we tried to keep it small. Like We just had a really small interest list. I think it was like 400 people. Um, yeah. Because we, we didn't want a huge influx of people. Not that we really expected it, but we also wanted to be able to control the growth quickly. And to be able to learn from people. So we had 15 people sign up for our pre-orders, which immediately jumped us into $1,500 in recurring revenue, which was cool because we were like, okay, well, now we can kind of rely on $1,500 in monthly revenue for a while. And every time we add more people, that's the beauty of the monthly recurring model. It like stacks on top of that. Yeah. So So, I want to, but well, before you go any further, because I want to go back to the, the like building of Wandering Aimfully, because I think one, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. You met Caroline because of business, right? Like she was, was she an employee, quote unquote, before she was, uh, what do you, like the, yeah. the equal, yeah. Yeah, she co-founder, was, right? yeah, pretty much because, so she right. she found me to do a speaking gig at University of Florida where she was okay. the president of the Advertising Society. She We then just stayed in touch and I kind of became a little bit of a mentor to her as she was trying uh-huh. to kind of go into the, the job world. And then we ended up just, falling in love for sure. lack of a better way to describe it. And, yeah. and then she lived with me. She worked at an agency, but she saw I was doing my Irish shirt thing. And she basically said like, you need help. You're trying to grow this company. I can help you. I don't want to go to this shitty job anymore. Right. Hire me. And I was like, uh, so all right, let's see like, this Yeah. So you had just, so yeah, I, I feel like you guys had a working relationship or very early for on, years. Right. Yeah. 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 So and we've, was, We've really had, and I give Caroline a lot of credit for this too, like in that situation with mm-hmm. when she worked for me with I Wear Your Shirt, she, she essentially said like, you're the boss, I'm the employee, mm-hmm. I will defer to you, but I also want my opinions to be heard, my thoughts to be, and, and it was, I wasn't even looking for that from her, but it was really helpful just to set those roles and expectations. Yeah. And even now, like we did that when we started building Wandering Aimfully was, okay, who who are we in this business together? Who does what? Who has final to say, uh, to say on what decisions we make? And then also, what happens when there's an impasse? Like, how do we decide? Who do we defer to on, on things when things right. kind of come to head? And so I think it was really helpful to learn that process early on of defining roles when you work, even just with, it doesn't even have to be a spouse, but any partner at all, to have clear delineation of who does what. And then uh, with convincing her for six months, <laughs> what was her hesitation? I mean, I'm... I, like, and why six months? I mean, that's a lot of convincing. Yeah. I mean, her her biggest thing was she didn't want to lose her made vibrant business that she'd built. She didn't want to lose that community. She didn't want to lose her ability to share emotions and share thoughtfully and share, you know, all that stuff. And and I totally understood that. I mean, I, like when I let go of I Wear Your Shirt, when I shut that down after five years of doing it, I felt like I was that brand. Like yeah. I was as much Jason Zook as I was I Wear Your Shirt. And mm-hmm. and when you are in your business, just like your money lab, like yeah. just so everyone knows, like there's not a team of 30. It's really just me. you and some freelancers and things. Um, nope, just me. Not, <laughs> yeah. even free, not even a freelancer. But for you that, take on... Yeah, you take on that identity a little bit. Yeah. And so oh, for sure. it, 
it took a long time for her to, I think, accept the fact. Of, and what I said early on was, we can still have Made Vibrant within Wandering Aimfully. Like, I wanted to create an editorial arm within Wandering Aimfully that was Made Vibrant articles, like kind of like a column, if you will. Right. And you right. can actually still find some of her older posts have this Made Vibrant theme to them. Mm-hmm. But I think what she quickly, well, not maybe not quickly, six months is maybe yeah, not right. that fast. But yeah. what she realized as we continued to talk about it was, oh, I'm not going to lose my identity in this. It's just going to create a new, a identity, new identity for right. me. Mm-hmm. And I think when she finally started to kind of see that, and then I just kept trying to remind her of like, as you've been building Made Vibrant from a business standpoint, not from yeah. like writing email newsletters and writing articles and creating art, like that stuff is easy for you. But from a business part, it's been a little bit of a slog. Like it's been hard for you to do launches and write sales emails and do that part and like keep up with marketing from the business side. Mm -hmm. And if we can take some of that and put that on my shoulders and then you can continue to do what you do best, I think that'll be a better working situation. And and it really, I think has, I think she would say, you know, it, it has done that. And she's been able to carve out her own identity now through Instagram and growing and sharing her art there. And that's yeah. where she's kind of kept up with that more so than having to do it all within, you know, our wandering Aimfully business. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, you know, during this time of convincing and you had the idea of combining everything, you both individually had growing businesses. It mm-hmm. wasn't like either of your businesses were in some sort of like decline or like things were like kind of stagnant where you're like, we need to shake things up. Yeah. Things were fine, right? Yeah, yeah. It, what's funny is we actually have lost money <laughs> running Wandering Aimfully. Right. Like our revenue has gone down. But I will say what's really interesting if you put things in perspective, we're a lot less stressed. We're a lot less overworked. We feel less pressure. I mean, like right now, obviously everyone feels pressure. But sure. in general with Wandering Aimfully, again, it's like, all of that energy and arrows are all going out in different directions. And now we feel like we're all pouring them in one direction. And it, it's it's been really helpful to have that. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I think it's also really helped specifically me, but I think also Caroline, is to get in alignment with, we don't have to be chasing some huge financial number. We don't, we don't want to grow a team. We don't have any gigantic lofty goals of running a million dollar business. Like none of that shit matters to us. Mm-hmm. We just want to make a certain amount of money per month and then not have to think about things about that. We call that our enough number. Right. And that's, um, and, and so when you started, when you built wandering aimfully, which took you a long time, right? Five months, Yeah, five months. Yeah. Why? Well, so <laughs> like, what was like, we I, don't I mean, have watched, I followed yeah, yeah. along with it, but I was just like, I don't, we don't, yeah. we just don't have technical ability. So we wanted to build this custom dashboard. So like the yeah. website itself, that could have been done probably in two months. I mean, that, that could have followed our timeline, but we built this completely custom dashboard where oh, you were building both back. Yeah. You were building the product back end, and the front yeah. end. Yep. Oh, okay. at the same time. Yeah. So we literally built like a custom web application behind the scenes for our members. And now going back, we both admit that it was too much. Like we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. However, because you weren't really testing anything. You were like, no, not at all. all in. Yeah. I mean, but the, the thing that we did have was when, when buy our future was a product that we were selling, it had yes. its own very simple WordPress site and dashboard. And it was very mm-hmm. simple. I mean, it was literally made with yeah. Justin Jackson's product press plugin, which I don't even know if people use anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a WordPress developer that like coded up a whole bunch of, um, what are the what are the like custom boxes behind the scenes in WordPress? Short codes? No, no, no. Like the little ones you can like add custom things. Oh, meta uh, boxes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cu- like we, custom um, custom fields. 
Yeah, there like so we had a whole bunch of those retrofitted, and like yeah. that was the MVP version, and people were okay with it. But the one thing that we saw was people didn't really come back to it. And so what we were, our hypothesis was if we move to a monthly recurring model, mm-hmm. we have to have something people want to come back to and want mm-hmm. to log into and like get resources and like have this library because otherwise they're going to stop paying. If they don't know that they're continuing right. to get stuff and like have an easy place to do it and it's friendly and they can kind of save things and add notes to things. Um, so, but it's also oh, so one you of those. Were building like a software product. For sure. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I mean, and we, we invested heavily into it. It cost us $25,000 in total to build wow. everything. I mean, you're building like a fizzle type of totally. community, which was to- which was on. Uh, I, I think that's on WordPress as well. Yeah, and it it, yeah. it was absolutely way bigger than what we wanted to do, way more than we want to spend. And we talked about it. And there's like some, a bunch of build posts in that the build site. If people want to read through, like we're over yeah. budget. How does that feel? How yeah. are we dealing with that? Like we pulled money out of our savings to continue to build this. Now the good news is in all of this, like wandering aimfully since August of 2018 until today in March, recording this 2020, wandering aimfully has made us over $150,000. Mm-hmm. So that investment has paid off. Like it, sure. it is, it is definitely worth the money that we spent. Now, could we have made that same amount of money spending less early on? Quite possibly, but yeah. we don't know. And you can't go back and change that decision. And no. we are really happy with the dashboard. People get into it. We get comments all the time of like, holy shit, like I didn't expect this. This is really thoughtful. It's right. fun to be able to like save these different products to my own little dashboard that I can customize. Um, so I do think that there is value in doing that. And it's yeah. one of those things where we did MVP it. Like it's again, like it's not like we're dumb. Like we we are aimful about a lot of these decisions. Mm-hmm. It's just we definitely could have done a probably simpler job early on. And as you know, with software, because you are building software, like things go over oh, budget they take yeah. fucking forever yeah i mean yeah. yeah and it's just it's it's when you don't have the technical ability to do it when someone yeah, else you're, you're rel- beholden yeah. to someone else that is where you know i know we went with this we went through this with spruce like mm-hmm. when you and i think you and i both have this core value of control right like we like yeah. to be in control we almost need to be in control of our projects if that is a core value if that is something you know about yourself and you can't do one aspect of your business it's tough. It's really yeah. difficult. And so now we're at this place where I wish we could customize some things in the dashboard. I wish I could do more things with it, but it's not a limitation. Like it does the job it needs to do. People right. are happy with it. it it's fine. Um, do we eventually want to do something different? Absolutely. But like sure. for right now, until it's we working. get to, yeah, until we get to like our enough number of revenue and, and weather the storm of everything that's going on now, yeah, it's fine. It's doing its job. And when you finally convinced Caroline to join forces. Did you, what it, besides like the product, like you had the idea for the product, uh, what was your plan for merging things and, and, um, traffic? Like, yeah. what were you, what were you going to do? Like, how did, yeah. What was your like plan there? Cause you're like, cause you did both have your own audiences, your yeah. own email list and you combined yep. email lists as well. Yep. So it's like, okay, and then we have a new product that's combined. You had by our future, which was basically, I'm assuming, a lot with it's yeah. what this was, right? Yeah. It was an early yep. version of it. Yep. Um, but yeah, what were you thinking of like, oh, we're going to merge these sites together? Are we going to be able to get the traffic? Are we going to be able yeah, to yeah. grow this thing? What was the thought there? Yeah, I think I talked to you and Brendan Hufford like an equal amount of like, okay, what's the SEO impact where yeah. I have... 250 articles on my site, which at one point you helped me do my first content audit there and like go through there and do a better job of that. Caroline had all of her stuff, but her stuff all is on Squarespace. So we have like 
that's a whole different system versus I've been on WordPress. So, so we basically, we built an Airtable as you would appreciate. Uh, you know, we, we took a lot of what we learned from you and doing a content audit from that mm -hmm. first time that I did it. We had 450 articles total. So we loaded mm -hmm. them all in Airtable. And then we went through and we basically, and this is just the article part of it, right? right. We went through and we said, what's essential? Um, what like, do we all, do we have like six different articles on branding that we can, that combine, we can combine into one? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, let's do that. And then we would go like, okay, well, what are the URLs on your site? What are the URLs on my site? What's the right. new URL going to be on Wandering Aimfully? We're going to want to map all of those and do all that. And so we essentially like that was a big process in itself just because it's so many articles and uh, truthfully, <laughs> you can still find a bunch of shitty, not well formatted articles on our site because we just ran out of time doing right. it. Like yeah. we, we could only do so much. And we basically just said, these articles are good enough. They have like some random header image. The content mm, never yeah. really had any organic traffic anyway, but we wanted to keep them. We didn't want to delete them. So we went from 400 and I think 50 articles down to 110, yeah. which is <laughs> crazy. And yeah. we could have, I mean, we, we probably could have gone down to 30 if we're being honest. Like, right. We really could have if we were just being ruthless about it. Um, but so we did that. So that that kind of became the first big part of this. Mm -hmm. And then for our email list, we essentially gave them, I think, four weeks notice. That was like every because we've been emailing people every Monday for Caroline for four years. And I think me for three years at that time. Mm -hmm. And we just said, hey, just so you're aware, we're combining businesses. You know, my wife runs Made Vibrant. I run Jason Does Stuff. And she would you know kind of write the same thing. We're going to be under Wandering Aimfully. If it's not for you, go ahead and unsubscribe now. But like, you're going to get the exact same content just with like an additional kind of mindset with it mm -hmm. um, from one side or the other. And yeah, so we merged everything. We were we had moved into Drip at that point. So we were both using ConvertKit before that and then before that using ActiveCampaign and before that using MailChimp. And yep, so we'd, I remember that. Been, <laughs> yeah, we've been, been down that whole journey of changing email providers many times over just because you'd like you know, you, you outgrow the feature set of a certain email provider, right. but like, you know, I think you still use MailChimp, right? Or did you move no, to ConvertKit? No, I'm on, you I'm moved on to convert ConvertKit. So, you know, MailChimp for the longest time didn't have tagging. Their automations were just terrible. Like I think even yeah. when we did get sponsorships, they barely had any automation stuff. So it was just really Very difficult little, yeah. to do that. And, you know, now, sure, you can totally do it. You can grab Paul Jarvis's Chimp Essentials and like you can make it all work, but ConvertKit was so much better at those things. Anyway, all of that to say, we ended up at Drip because we wanted to do some more automated stuff, some more sequences, some more kind of custom data things. So it was really easy once we were both in Drip with separate kind of tagged lists to then just merge them into merge one. Um, and it was really interesting. So kind of getting back to your original question of like, what was the transition like? I mean, our traffic dropped, I think together combined, we were averaging about 2,500 unique visitors a day. On um, each site, you mean? total, like a complete aggregate. So 2,500 unique total per day. Jason when you had stuff, your plus oh, main okay. Vibrant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Got it. Got it. So 2,500 total between the two a day, it dropped to like a thousand right away. Okay. And it was, it was crazy. I was like, Whoa, I didn't know this was going to happen. So I think I quickly like sent Brennan, uh, Brennan Hufford a text. I was like, uh, what's going Why? on? He was like, it's fine. It, you know, like Google just needs to like understand Re that this is, you know, re-index yeah. everything, like all that stuff. And then he was right. Like within three months, like we kind of went back up. I don't think we ever got back to the same total. Like I think we've always hovered around 1,500 to 2,000 uniques since then, uh, which is fine. Like I don't, traffic numbers don't necessarily matter to us because we're not like you. Like where Swim University, traffic is so important because you know yeah. you're converting at a certain rate for affiliates and, and uh, different right. products. For us, it's really just 
we just need traffic, the right traffic to be able to get to our membership page or, or whatever it's going to be uh, to then like want to sign up for our newsletter or what have you. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that that was a big like kind of punch, punch to the gut. Um, we definitely saw a weird shift in open rates. Like my email list open rate was 20 to 25%. Caroline's was 25 to 30%. It dropped down to 15% when we merged together. And what we later found out only through talking to ConvertKit actually was we didn't slowly ramp up our new sending domain of Wandering Aimfully. So this is like super nerdy. But when you just switch sending oh, domains, right, 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 you get nailed. And so like we didn't know that and Drip didn't tell us that, which was like a huge thing. So for anybody listening to this, if you're ever going to change your sending domain, so like if you were Matt at moneylab.co and you want to change it to Matt at mattheassexythighs.co, you need to slowly ramp up that new domain, not just do switch it and then hit send because it'll really yeah. impact you know the send rates and open rates. So it was yeah. like those two things <laughs> were really frustrating because it's like we're starting over at scratch almost for our businesses yeah. and now our traffic is down, our email open rates are down and we were kind of wondering like, uh oh, did we just screw ourselves over completely? Uh, and it was a really interesting time. There was like a three month period where we just felt like, well, let's just keep doing what we can do. We can't control any of this anyway. And you did, right? I mean, yeah. So we we kept writing. Uh, you know, we were, I think we were trying to. Well, we were definitely writing one email a week, and we were trying to get like a new article or guide out like every two weeks, just to have like new, fresh content with Wandering Aimfully for people to find and to share on social. And it did. It did normalize back up. Finally, the domain after like many emails with Drip, where they just weren't helpful at all. Unfortunately, like it just figured itself out, and now you know we're back up to like twenty five to thirty percent. And yeah, we've built this consistent schedule of continuing to send an email every single Monday. Like this is the thing that I think so many people when they're like, what's the secret to running an online business, especially like a digital product business? It's consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's showing up, it's yeah. delivering value every single week or month or whatever you can do because people just see you and they know you. And it's not a surprise when all of a sudden out of the blue, they get an email to buy something you're like, who the hell are you? Like what, you're just right. showing up in my inbox. We're just constantly there trying to deliver value and, be, and show up for people. Yeah. So uh, two questions. One, how's Drip? Uh, I mean, for all intents and it's purposes. It's expensive as hell, right? Yeah. We, we pay $250 a month for, oh, for our list. But we also, we delete like 10,000 subscribers a year. So yeah. if we kept a big list, like for you, for Swim University, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, paying, I'm paying $200. But uh, I'm, how many subscribers do you have? 18,000. Oh, okay. So yeah, you'd probably be paying. Oh, the I same delete amount. the yeah, living yeah. shit yeah, out yeah, of yeah, people. Yeah. If yeah. if they're cold, I just don't even. We we do a reactive campaign. That's like yeah, an barely email or two. Anything. Yeah, but um, that's the but thing. Yeah, like I, so many yeah, people want the vanity metrics of a big email list. Yeah, and what comes with that is paying more to the email provider, seeing your open rates drop, and just mm -hmm. in general, like it, it's not worth anything. Like you think it is because you're like I'm reaching more people. You're really not. No, you're right and now. and I learned that many years ago. And so, yeah, we delete like 10,000 people a year from our list. We keep it around that price tag. Uh, and back to your question, we're happy enough with Drip. I mean, it, it feels like we're a little bit locked in because we do have some sales funnels and things that are going through. They have some customizations. It would yeah. be a big undertaking to switch to something like ConvertKit or whatever. And right now it's working. So it's just not right. one of those things that's worth changing at this time. I feel like when... Like when um, Brennan switched over from Drip to ConvertKit, you're like, Fuck. well, especially yeah, we we paid Brennan. Brennan is the only consultant I've ever paid in my yep. time running an online business to help us learn how to use Drip to do all these like crazy customized sales funnels and things. And I will say, I think we've netted now 
two years later, we've probably made back what we paid him. And I don't think he would care if I said we paid him 5,000 bucks. Yeah. Um, I think we finally <laughs> netted that out on like what uh, we do wow. use, what he taught us. But it's just, it's like Brennan is a fucking wizard. Like he's yeah. so smart. Yeah. He can do all these things. He understands liquid and all this stuff. And and Caroline is really smart at that stuff too. But she's also our full-time designer. She's our right. full-time social manager. Like she doesn't have the time to invest and learn all these things and then get it set up. And and I'm just inept at those things. Like I just, yeah. I start to get into it and I just feel like an idiot. So I just don't even pay attention. I mean, yeah. So I, I took his uh, mastering convert kit course yeah and and i talked to him a bunch about we were we were working with some university and write message and just trying to like yeah, yeah. You know, just jump on skype and try to figure it out literally yeah. could never figure it out like just couldn't do it um and so do you use do you use write message for anything no. now yeah we still use it um on for a couple things and i do i do see the value like i use it for get sponsorships which is yep. still like it makes like i don't know 100 bucks a month like it makes nothing but <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. It's a hundred dollars a month. I don't have to think about, and right, and I right. feel like that if that pays for right message for us to play with it and use in other places, I like supporting Brennan. I really appreciate Me when too. people like I believe in the personalization movement of of kind of the internet. I think that Brennan right now has the like first iPhone version of it, right? Where yes. it's like yeah, yeah. there's like three apps. It's kind of hard to use. Uh, you know, it feels really different and unique. And and I know that they're doing their best, and they're a super small team, and mm-hmm. and they're probably going to get better, or someone else is going to come along that does it similarly and like pushes that entire market. But yeah, it is one of those things where, and that that was another thing, right? So when we were building Wandering Aimfully, we wanted to do all this personalization. We wanted to do all these things. But it's like anybody else building anything, there's a certain limit to where you just go, we can't do it all. And if we keep trying, we're never going to launch. We're never going to make any money. We're never going to be able to just like run this business. We're just going to be building it forever. Well, the question that I have is at what point does it no, is it no longer valuable anymore? Like at what point can you, yeah, the you diminishing can, returns, you, right? Right. I think yeah. you can push personalization into like it. You're really just increasing by 0.001% uh, yeah. by doing this. And, and honestly, like, yeah, same thing. I wanted to support Brennan. I paid for right message for a year. I yeah. tested it on all of my sites. Um, and just none of them did it. No one. Yeah. It's almost like at all, like it almost, almost like the Swim university audience was like, yeah okay we hate we hate the swim university audience resoundingly said we hate fucking pop-ups we hate sliding boxes (laughs) like we're old we hate this shit yeah the money lab audience kind of said yeah we get it yeah right we know what you're doing so it's this is not impressive to us and the 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 brew cabin audience if you thought swim university hated (laughs) pop-ups those guys literally would write email addresses saying fuck your pop-ups i hate your shit like literally just just to they would subscribe with those email addresses just to tell me how much they hate it. <laughs> and so That's I was just like, okay, yeah. And I, and I, you know, and with right message, it's not like automatic pop-ups. You have to leave the site or you have to, you know, slide inbox. Yeah. And then when I switched over to just like a regular email form at the top and bottom of the page, the, 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 the opt-in rate didn't change. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. some of, some of what I saw. So we did, uh, we can talk about like all the crazy things know, that we've, yeah. we've done to test for wandering Aimfully, but we, we, tr- we, one of the things we tried a couple months in. So just to kind of like finish the story of like the transition. So yeah, August of 2018, we did pre-orders for the first time. We kind of went through that audience for about a month and a half, tested everything, saw how they liked it. And then the, the whole idea was you're just buying into a membership community. So and you this was 15 to- people. Yeah, 15, 15 people, people? Okay. 100 bucks a month. Yep. And it was just, you're going to pay forever. There's no limit to how long you're going to pay. It's just a monthly subscription. For as long yep. as you want to stay subscribed, you can unsubscribe whenever you want. Um, those people actually, 
so I'll get to switching back to lifetime uh, pricing in a minute. But so 2000, end of 2018, we basically opened up the doors and started doing monthly um, monthly launches, essentially, to our list, where right. we would just say, like, the doors are open for a week. You can join. If not, that's fine. Next month, we'll open it again. Like, that's our only scarcity and urgency. And then it also mm-hmm. just gave us the ability to not have to think about it all the time. So we yep. would just go, okay, you know, first week of every month, we're, we're selling, we're promoting, we're marketing. But after that, we're not. And if someone wants to join in the email, like, can I please get in? Yeah, sure. We'll send you the link. Sure. But right. for the majority of people, it's just like, no one... No one noticed until we said, okay, it's for sale. And then they would join. And and so we went from those 15 people to, I think by January of 2019, we were at, I think, 60 people, 70 people, somewhere around there. So like 6,500, 7,500 in recurring revenue. Okay. Which was good, but not great. Like that's yeah. not, it wasn't enough money. I mean, we were making more money with our two separate businesses, probably like, you know, two to three times that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Caroline got hit with anxiety. And not just like a bout of anxiety, crippling anxiety. Not to mention, while we were building Wandering Game Fleet, she got shingles due to stress. And that like took her out for a month, essentially. Is it because of building this like and and pouring your savings into it? And Oh, I'm sure. All of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. when we went and saw, we went to like an urgent care her, thing. Like the thing you, you, had to, you convinced her six months and it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Great, great job, me. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, my yeah. wife shingles and anxiety. Yeah. Well, no, I, and I think we just learned a lot about work habits. We learned a yeah. lot about boundaries. We learned a lot about pushing, you know, into 12 and 14 hour days. And even though we loved it, like that was the thing, sure. like, Sure, we were stressed out about the money stuff and the developer stuff, but we were also having a lot of fun making videos, writing posts, building the thing. You know, you know, documenting mm-hmm. something is twice the amount of work of just doing the thing. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like when yeah. you write a really in-depth money lab post, I'm reading it and I'm like, this probably took you as much or if not longer than the thing that you did. Right, right. And and that is the thing that most people don't realize. And so when we were in that mode, I mean, Caroline was just burning the candle at both ends. And I was too, but I think I just handle it differently and I'm able to like just compartmentalize everything and push sure. it way down. You able yep. to, you able to push it way down too? Uh no, I wear everything okay. on my sleeve. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I, I will I will burst out into tears. There I will uh I will scream, I will yell, I will not <laughs> I'm not I'm not a I don't have a anger issue, but I have yeah. like I get it's I gotta get, very, get out. I get complainy. I get very yeah. like very complainy. And even yeah. like during all the shit that we're going through, it's just like I wake up every morning like, I hate this. I yeah. hate this stuff. Yeah. What is it? You know, and I just, and I'll, I'll, I'll tear up and then I guess like, all right, but no, on. I don't, yeah. no, I don't, I don't push it down. I, I let it out. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, we all deal with it differently. Right. And I yeah. think it's super important that what we learned about Caroline too, through this time. So, so anyway, we, what we learned about her is that she needs boundaries. She needs constraints. She can't work because the longer that she works, the more the anxiety yeah. kind of builds. So mm-hmm. January, 2019, she gets hit with unbelievably terrible anxiety. Like can't get out of bed. Like hasn't some association issues. I know, what, like, I know what she was going through. I did it. I had it when I was uh, twenty four. So it's just my whole my whole year. I I like yeah. caught out of work constantly. Yeah, um, yeah I couldn't. I couldn't I could, we I, couldn't imagine if she had a nine to five. Like she wouldn't have been able to work if she had a regular job. Yeah, I I, I couldn't. Yeah, and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, I would like 
everything every, the like i would get vertigo i would get yeah it was, it was nuts dude yeah i had to go on so, vacations yeah yeah crazy. yeah well we were close i mean we went and like she like went and saw a doctor we got a bunch mm-hmm. of tests done and they were like no i think you just have to like get on medication and it's not that we were against doing that we were just like listen we live in southern california like w- what are all the things we can try before that like, right if we're we're in a place where like we have give the me ability. all so, the cbd give me exactly all the, yeah, yeah candles yeah, yeah yep yeah. literally all the things that's and so, how boulder is yeah yeah so we we were navigating that caroline was really not able to work for like the first three months of 2019 so i was kind of handling everything mm-hmm. and and it was okay i mean it was a lot of work but i was also just like okay i can't really work on teachery at all like i can just do like a couple support requests but like mm-hmm. that's all i can do in the morning and then it just has to stay where it is which is fine because that's always been a super small side project and we can talk more about that if you want. Yeah. Um, but with Wandering Aimfully, you know, January, we were at about that six to $7,000 number. And I basically just said like, okay, these monthly launches, like they're, it was like 30 people the first month. And then the second month it was like 18. And then the next month it was 12. And the next month it was nine. And I kind of just saw like, okay, this model, like we're going to burn out. Like we just don't have enough people on our list that get added. And, and what we saw and, was and enough. Peop- right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the people that were buying were not new people. They were always people that had been on our list for at least six and to 12 months. just got convinced. Yeah. yeah by, and and by well, that point. And they just, they felt like they, it was finally a thing they needed in their business or it was, okay, I've now seen enough stuff from you guys that I know you're right for me to be able to spend this money that I want to spend in my business this month. I I think you just have to finally realize that it takes six months to convince anybody anything. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the unfortunate part was I, with Jason does stuff, Uh I would spin up a new course or whatever. Like I think at one point I had like nine courses or something, Mm -hmm. but I could spin up a new one and I could put up a like pre-launch landing page and do like a couple tweets and a couple things. And like I would make 10 or $15,000 every launch and it was like magic, you know? Yeah. And that doesn't work. It especially doesn't work with a recurring membership product. I don't think. I think you need that longer nurture sequence. So anyway, getting getting to that. Well, I mean, I kind of want to touch on that for a second because you're, you're not a, I, I felt that the hundred dollar it was a hundred dollars a month. Like, right. not only are you like, does yeah, I think the recurring revenue model makes so much sense if you're like a nineteen dollar a month product. It almost feels like a no brainer. Right. But as soon as you cross over fifty bucks a month, yeah, you now it becomes and and obviously the higher any product is, the longer nurturing sequence it needs, the totally. more convincing it needs because it's such yep. a big commitment. Yeah, right. and and we and I think your your point to like I just need to like commit to the fact that it's going to take six to twelve months for people for to buy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it has been a mindset shift, right? Where mm-hmm. so teachery, the online course platform that I have, it, it doesn't require that. Like, it really doesn't. Like, right. someone gets in the trial, they either know it's for them or not. That takes yep. two weeks, and then they might come back a couple months later if they try something else, and they're like, "No, nope, I like this better. I'm going to join." Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. That cycle is slower, or, or is it's quicker, cheaper, right? It's cheaper. It's $49. Yeah. It's an easier a month spend. Or, yeah, yeah. A month. Yeah. 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 But with Wandering Aimfully, it's also a very nebulous thing. Like it's online business coaching. It's online business products. We don't solve one problem. And I think if we did, I think if we were like, we're going to help you master Squarespace. We're going to help you keep up with Squarespace. We're going to give you a Squarespace template. Like if we were so narrow on that, people would go hundred bucks a month. Yeah. I use Squarespace. Uh, th- I run this with my business. Like it's probably worth it because I know I'm going to get these resources. Um, that would be an easier sell, but we just don't. We have a, like a myriad of products, a whole bunch of different focuses. And right. I think that that's just something that I've realized too, is people don't know that they need it until maybe they stack up enough of the things they want to do. Like, I want to start a podcast. 
Uh, I want to get sponsorships for that podcast. I want to build an online course for my business. And I also just want to learn how to like have a better mindset around running my business, not like other people. And then right. once they accrue all of those wants or needs, mm -hmm. then Wandering Aimfully made sense because I'm like, well, okay, now I can get all this stuff in one place. Well, I, al I almost think too, it's probably similar to the Netflix marketing model, which is like, you know, Netflix is a, you can get all kinds of content on there, right? Yeah. But yeah. they have, but they can only promote one thing at a time. They can only mm -hmm. say like, Hey, we have, uh, you know, stranger things season yeah. four is coming out. Like, and, and that's they when just, they like, see a spike and they see a spike, but, and because everyone wants to see that. But then I think as that, as that, you know, then it's like a, during the Super Bowl, we're promoting this movie, this, this Cloverfield movie or whatever they were yeah. doing, which I did not see. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, they have to just do one at a time. So they're kind of forced as a business to constantly add and yeah. New things and that can that's that leads to burnout as well, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we can get to that because yeah, we've we've made that shift this year, um, and actually yeah. it was the end of last year we made that shift. But so going back to the timeline, mm -hmm. February of 2019, I kind of mm -hmm. saw the launch model wasn't working, and one of the things I wanted to test was doing a free trial of some sort. So could right. we do like a seven day trial, um, you know, just to like see the dashboard, see everything within it, and do that. And what was really interesting was, so this is where right message actually came in handy. So we would, I set up the the sales page. We just kind of opened it up essentially and said, yeah. now we have a, you know, here, Fine. you can just buy whenever. But when someone would go to that page and then go to some other page in our site, we would pop up a little right message thing, a little toaster that said, hey, we saw you checked out the sales page. It may not be the right time for you to join. Would you like to try everything for free for seven days? No, no uh, payment required. But wow. you do have to enter your payment details. It's so just, you won't get charged. Oh, right. You won't get charged. Free. Yeah, yeah. And so what we saw was like people signed up for that a ton because they wanted to kick the tires. They wanted to see. And we saw like 22 new members join over like a two week span. So we saw like a surge in revenue when I first started that. And I literally, Matt, I was like the Mr. Burns excellent hands. Uh -huh. I was like, I figured it out. And then two weeks later, it was like eight people had joined. And then two weeks later, it was like two people had joined. And I was like, what? Why isn't this working? Like it worked yeah. when I first turned it on. And I was having a conversation with Paul Jarvis, who I mentioned before, who I've worked with for years on multiple projects. And he was like, my hypothesis is all of those people were already interested. And it was the trial that he then pushed put them. them put them over the edge. And now you're now you're just showing a seven day trial again to that group of people who hasn't seen you for long enough. They don't know enough about you. They don't know that they need all these things or that they want all these things. They need another six months. And so like you might see them buy or join the seven day trial in six months, but they're not going to join. And I think he was completely right because I think he's right too. I, yeah, although I, I left that it. up and it just, it, it got that certain, that surge of customers, which then took us over $10,000 in revenue, which was a nice milestone, Sure, but it wasn't consistent. Like it didn't keep people uh, buying on a consistent basis. That's, I wonder why though, because it's free. I mean, right? it, it, it's still, people still signed up for it, but it was the conversion to then stay a paying customer that dwindled mm -hmm. to absolutely nothing. Did you ever, have you ever, how many comments, because I'm kind of wrestling with this personally right now. Um, how much, did you, were you using bare metrics? Uh, not, not really that much. Okay. Because um, I was We curious, use it like, now though. Yeah. I'm <clears> curious <throat> how many people balked at the price. And that was their yeah. reason for can't reason for like not converting or just because yeah. like they're probably like, this is awesome. I can't afford a hundred dollars a month because they're you're, what you're, I mean, it sounds like 
the product was for people who haven't started a business yet. So this is an, a personal investment of theirs into themselves. Right? Yeah, it, it, we definitely heard kind of two things with with why people canceled because we would send an email like immediately after people canceled know, yeah. and just ask, yeah, like, hey, like, no, no worries. Like, we're not upset. But like, I, I sure. learned that from Jason Fried many years ago. Of, like, you learn the most about your customers the day they sign up and the day they cancel. Yep. Everything in between it, it yes. kind of inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we heard was basically a 50-50 mix of it's too expensive for like what I think I'm getting right now for my business. Like mm-hmm. I need more help with podcasting. Like I want to be in a podcasting community. I want to learn from, you know, the podcasting experts of the world. Like I want to just yeah. focus on that and I want to spend my money on that, not a whole bunch of other things. So they would be like, I just need to like put my money toward that specific need. And the other thing that we heard was people were just, they were expecting something to show up every month because it was a monthly membership. So they were like, I kind of thought I would get something new more often. And we just weren't on the treadmill of making new things. What we wanted to do was just have all of our existing stuff that we'd spent years making be enough for people to pay for to have access right. to on an ongoing basis. And in, I know from the fizzle model, like they they don't really produce a lot of new content in the mm. course, but all of their value comes from their community, right. which you have too. Right. But yeah. yeah I and- guess- it's just not enough, right? Because it's a then a hundred dollar community, right? That's super right. That's expensive. Of, yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. You know, yep. we would we would get people who would sign up, and they're like, "I'm willing to spend a hundred dollars for a community," but it's just like you said, the majority of our active community members are people who are trying to start a business in the beginning of starting a business. Making yeah, their business. This is not an, a business expense. Exactly, it's a personal expense. Yeah. And so the people who are like, "Oh, I want the community to like learn from other people," like they're now learning nothing you know they would learn from us but everybody else is kind of at an earlier stage in business and they don't have anything to learn from those people yeah that's kind of how i felt in fizzle too was i was like i want to hear from corbett yeah exactly you know what i mean that's that's, who i want to hear from and and you know i will say i mean we've had i think as of last check um we've had a total of 231 people join wandering aimfully in some capacity in the year almost two well a year and a half that it's been up for sale so about 240 people right and that was with the membership model you mean that was with well that was with the membership model and then what we changed to a couple months ago which was a monthly coaching model and then a separate shift uh half of the people have or well a little bit less than half 40 percent of people have canceled over that time um and and what we've learned from those people is exactly what i said those two things so we made the shift based on the second thing where we essentially said, okay, well, let's let's make content every month because we like making content. Like we enjoy mm-hmm. it. We we have things we're learning. We have things we can teach. A lot of stuff we can update to, like what we knew about branding or marketing or website optimization stuff. We've learned so much in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So let's let's teach what we've learned that's new. And so we moved to this monthly coaching model. So essentially what we said to all the Wandering Aimfully members uh, at a certain time was, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of split Wandering Aimfully as a business into two things. One is going back to like our buyer future model, where if you spend $2,000 total, you get access to all of our stuff, the community, Teachery, and, and our coaching program forever. You'll never have to mm-hmm. pay us again. It's a lifetime purchase option. Yeah. And the second is you can switch to just do a six-month coaching package at $100 per month. And that $100 gives you access to us, the Slack community, our coaching, all of our previous coaching things that we're going to do and a two hour live coaching every month with this like really in-depth workbook. And like, you know, you're going to learn something about your business and something you can focus on every month. And so that's the switch we made six months ago now, five months ago now. 
And so that's been really interesting, uh, fun data for that. So we've had, I think we've had 30 people sign up for coaching, something like mm-hmm. that around there. Not a single person. Months? Yeah. Not a single person is canceled. Yes. Well, what are so, they, I mean, they're going through it. They're going through it, right? Like they're, they're, but we've had, I think we have like 15 people from the first month essentially that are kind of like graduating to finish off their six month coaching package. And so now we're, now we're in the game of like, Hey, you obviously like this. You didn't cancel. Do you want yeah. another six months or do you want to move into what we call wandering aimfully unlimited, which is our buyer our future lifetime package. And yeah. what we've seen is that a lot of the people now are just moving into the wandering aimfully unlimited package because they're no, they're like, okay, I've already spent 600 bucks. The total I'm going to spend is 2000. You convinced I'm, them for six months. Yeah. They've convinced them for six months going back to your hypothesis, yep. which is totally true. And they see the value of the communities. They see yeah. the value of access mostly to me, but also to Caroline. But like, I'm sure. the one who manages the Slack community and email. Mm-hmm. And they they believe in what we're doing and, and everything. And so that, that's been an interesting shift for us um, of getting people to like, they start with the $100 per month with our coaching and kind of they commit to paying 600 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of graduate to leading up to paying us $2,000, which to me feels like a better exchange of value as a business, right? Like you show up every month, we're going to show up for you. You pay us money. You can look forward to that every month. And then at the end of that six months, you've either gotten enough from us and you move on or you want more coaching or you want our higher price product. And that to me, we've seen just a much lower churn. Now, granted, the pandemic issues are bringing about their own certain things because people sure. are not essentially needing online business coaching if they weren't using it, but some people are needing it more because now they're mm-hmm. switching to all online business stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that subtle shift in that business model, that pivot from just a membership that was ongoing monthly forever, no limit to how long you're going to pay to, Hey, it's now a lifetime membership again of just, we like offering that, or it's this kind of monthly coaching package. We've just seen a huge uptick in participation, people's enjoyment, less churn uh, overall, right. uh, which has been nice. The one thing that hasn't, really shifted for us a ton though is increase in overall sales Revenue. yeah and that's because we just we really haven't had the time to do a ton of marketing to do a ton of promotion like we don't spend a lot of time doing that and it's i think it's mostly just because it's not our favorite thing to do like it takes a lot of time to make these monthly curriculums it takes a lot of time to manage the community and so we don't spend a lot of time doing that and, and it's because we're at this place now where wandering infinitely makes like fourteen thousand dollars a month in recurring revenue and mm-hmm. that's enough for us. Like it's not our goal of enough. Our goal sure. of enough is double that money. But yeah. now we're also kind of making a transition of, well, we want to live in Europe in 2021. We want to travel the world. Um, not as nomads and like, you know, every couple of days moving, but like we want to go live in Sweden for a month. We want to go live in Switzerland for two months. We want to like mm. slow travel our way through Europe for a year. The wandering aimfully monthly coaching business it's not going to be good for that because it's going to be really hard to find consistent Wi-Fi. It's going to be really hard to find consistent time to, mm. to work. So our plan now is, and you know this, right? Like business evolves so quickly, especially in the online business world. If you're yeah. like trying to figure this stuff out, our plan is like, let's finish out 2020 and do coaching this entire year. Mm-hmm. And in the back end of things, let's switch our focus to tea tree and let's pour more into tea tree and try and like, the visual that I've been showing is like wandering aimfully is kind of like our, our bar chart that's up higher and to the left and tea tree is kind of like on the right. And it's like the middle area. And we want to just switch them so that wandering aimfully will still have some revenue and we'll figure out what that transition looks like towards the end of this year. 
And maybe we'll actually go back to the buyer future model with that in 2021. Of like mm. two times a year, we open up the doors, you can get everything of ours, but like it's not our main core business anymore. Yeah. And teachery becomes our main core business because it's a tool. It's a utility. It's something that people need to build online courses and run their course business. It's yeah. such an easier sell. It's a faster time to get people to buy. Um, obviously, the course industry has been booming for years. And we've mm -hmm. just never done marketing, never done advertising. We don't have any content. And right. that business is at $7,000 recurring revenue as of right now. And we do nothing, like literally nothing for it. Huh. And so the opportunity for that business is is actually like exponential, yeah. I think. And it's a lot less stress and energy and effort to kind of have that be our main revenue source. And so that's kind of been a mental shift that we're going to make this year. Is the irony not lost on you that the wandering part of your business is causing you to not be able to do your business? No, it, it isn't <laughs> only because it's also the thing that we love, right? Like, yeah. just like you, like we love, like as much as I want consistent revenue and, yeah. and money and profit and all those things, I also hate doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, you're telling me. Right. Yeah. So you yeah, yeah. you and I, like, we've been on the same page for a long time. And I think it's why we got so bored with Get Sponsorships when we were working on it of like, do we really have to just like keep talking about how to get sponsorship for this thing, how to write an article, like do a webinar, do whatever. And like, that just feels so boring and soul sucking. Yeah. And I think that for Wandering Aimfully, it's been fun. Like, yeah, it's been stressful when like we're not making as much money as we want and we're not getting as many people to buy. But it's also been really fun to figure out all right, how do we do a free trial system? Uh, I did this like test drive thing where like I made a bunch of videos and like had people like go through that before buying at one point. Um, you know, just trying to come up with creative ways to figure out the business model has also been fun. Yeah. And so while it's <laughs> it hasn't helped get to a consistent revenue thing, it's also brought a lot of joy to our lives. Sure. And it's it's been something that we've run that hasn't sucked our soul out of our bodies and that we've yeah. resented. Yeah, I was just saying, but I was thinking like you mentioned the the like just to be clear, uh, the in uh, inconsistent Wi-Fi as you travel, as you wander <laughs> the globe, yeah. and, and it's like, well, <laughs> like the the one part of our business that actually makes us money is like we won't be able to do that because we're we're actually doing the first part of our business, yeah. which is just like, you know, I mean, yeah, you get to travel the world, right. um, and if you're like, I find that really interesting to look at. Cause you, cause we didn't talk about teachery at all. Right. Yeah. And I do want to talk about it because it's kind of like this hidden little business that you have. Totally. And right. And it's like, everyone's like, Oh, you know, you know, you, you might sit here and say like, Oh, $10,000 a month. And he's been working on this for two and a half years. Like that feels like not a lot of growth. You don't remember, like there's a whole nother thing that's yeah. making almost as much as that. So yeah. it's like two businesses. Yeah. And the fact that you guys are kind of taking this year to, I guess, maybe build the coffers, I, I guess, to, to travel, right? Because you have to, I mean, yeah, I guess you're saving, right? You're saving cash. Yeah, yeah right? we're trying to. Year, <laughs> trying to, yeah. yeah. Uh, just keep it in a savings account. Yeah, exactly. Stock market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then, yeah, so would, would that mean, I guess, what are you thinking here? So does that mean you are going to kind of press pause on wandering aimfully content publicly? Really? Yes. And then move to... Well, so here's here's kind of like our plan as we've talked about it. And it's evolving, right? We're in March of 2020 of as yeah, we're recording yeah, we this. Yeah. So we have time and, and we've really be, just been... It could completely change. It, it really could. I mean, right. it, it literally changed. So we thought six months ago, we're like, 
let's go coaching. We're going to do that for like the next two years. Let's heavily invest in that. Let's do some marketing around that. Like, let's just lean into this. Yes. And then as we started doing that, we're like, well, shit, we've had this plan of 2021 of traveling. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really work well with that. Like we're going to be beholden to this business and to this community mm-hmm. because we have to show up and, and we don't want that. Like we want the freedom just to like do whatever we want. Um, probably hire a customer support person for tea tree and then just right. check email whenever we want and not have to worry about it. So the plan is we're kind of thinking about it right now is this year, Wandering Aimfully is our main source of income, you know, staying around that like thirteen dollars to $15,000 monthly recurring mark feels mm-hmm. like we're going to be able to consistently do that. Mm-hmm. Teacher is at $7,000 recurring. It's, it's grown every year over year, but it's very slow. I mean, there's no marketing. It's all word of mouth. Right. Literally all is the only mouth. way people find it. Yep. Um, so, you know, in total, we make about $22,000 in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously oh. not profit. And, and I... I I want to go back. Yep. Because I don't think we talked about this on the other episode, but you own Tea Tree now 100% where that wasn't the case, right? Yes. You bought out your co-founder? Yeah. Literally last month was my last payment to my co-founder, Gerlando, who was awesome the entire... I mean, we we started this together at a conference in Fargo, North Dakota in 2014. um, Actually, 2013. And then we built it in 2014. and. Just we, it's always been a small side project. He had to take a full time job because we just couldn't pay him a full time salary. Uh, and and so we essentially just said, like, hey, let's just part ways. You don't have time to work on this. I don't really have time to work on it either, but Tree yeah. has some cash. And I just, I want to spend time on it. It's not really a good fit for you. Yep. And so we did that, paid him off. So yeah, now I'm 100% owner of Teachery. Uh, so the plan is that Caroline is redoing the entire interface and brand of Teachery. Oh, okay. We're not changing the functionality on the interface because that's a whole other beast. Yeah. Uh, but we want it to feel like a creative course platform built by creative people. So when you see the new website and the new branding, it will 100% stand out from the Teachables, the Thinkifics, the Podias. You know, it, it's going to have its own personality. And our hope is, is that... We don't want to get into the like online course webinar, how to build, like play all that game, because that's what all those companies are doing. We want to stand out on a creative standpoint. So we want to create a bunch of pre-made courses that people can like one click spin up and it's literally done for you, which a lot of other course platforms don't have, which I don't know if they, you know, they listen to this and they make those, that's fine, but we're still going (laughs) to have our own way to do it. And so our goal this year is keep honoring Aimfully steady, uh, still do coaching, still love the coaching, still have the community the end of this year, essentially say, okay, if you were a coaching person, you can now upgrade to Wandering Aimfully Unlimited, or you're just you're just done. And we say goodbye. And like, you'll still be on our email list and we'll still be in touch with you. I think we definitely are going to turn Wandering Aimfully more into like follow our travels as we work and live outside of the US, which I think people will really enjoy because it's rare that you get to actually see people do that. So that's going to be the shift for that. And then go to the kind of what we're thinking now is the two times a year launch model of joining Wandering Infinite Limited. And our goal would be to get 30 to 50 people to join during those mm-hmm. launches, which is, you know, 30 people buying a $2,000 product is not a small chunk of money. Like no. it's a nice chunk of money. Yeah. And if we have that twice a year and then Tea Tree essentially goes from, our goal is to go from $7,000 recurring revenue to- 15. 15 to 20 if we can push it by the end of this year. Oh, so this that, year. That's our goal. Yeah. Okay. Our goal is this year because it's like you said, we need to build the coffers. We need to build savings. We want to build Tea Tree to have enough recurring revenue a month to pay us some money and then uh-huh. also pay a full-time customer support person. And developer? So yeah, and developers. Yeah. But okay. our, our... You don't have one now. We do. Yeah. So oh, we... Do have one. Yeah. So as I... So 
we've, we've always had kind of like two part-time developers, my previous co-founder and then someone else. Mm-hmm. And so the someone okay. else has changed a couple of times. Now we have a development company um, mm-hmm. who's really good. Uh, they've been doing a great job. They've been working with us now for three months mm-hmm. and for the foreseeable future work with them. And, and the next couple of months are going to be the more expensive development months. So it's probably mm-hmm. going to be like a net net every month on our revenue to our expenses, to our developers to get yeah. T-Tree to where we want it. And then our goal is by the summer, we don't have a lot of development costs. We just kind of have a small retainer with them to keep track of bugs and keep up with little things and fixes. Mm-hmm. And once we get, you know, kind of tea tree up more in revenue, if we want to invest more in development, we can, but really we want that to be our main source of income. So we'll have low development cost. Our probably highest cost will be a customer support person every month. And yep. then we'll just take money from the company and then obviously build up the cash buffer. Um, but our goal by the end of this year, yeah, is to get Tea Tree two to three exits revenue so that next year when we're traveling, yeah. Wandering Aifley's recurring revenue pretty much goes away. And then we have the launch revenue and then Tea Tree's revenue sustains us every month and continues to grow on its own. How are you going to, what is your plan for Tea Tree to grow it two to three times? I need, so, det- I need all the details. <laughs> yeah, it, it's everything you're doing. Yeah, it's a good question. One of the things that we want to do is is first just so we get a we get a good amount of traffic to Tea Tree. Like Tea Tree averages right now just to its core website, not to uh-huh. like the admin or whatever, probably two thousand unique visitors a day just to teatree.co. It's just all the word of mouth that has existed. It's that's, all like that's where your ac- your acquisition is direct. It's mostly yeah, direct. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Fucking crazy. We have no content. There's literally no content. There's the homepage, the pricing I mean, there's page. Gotta be, there's no like referral like somebody's somebody just has a really big site and it's just it's probably 80 percent direct traffic it's got to be yeah um so there's already a lot of people coming but the problem is the teacher teacher looks like every other course platform right and so so we we want to differentiate and my hypothesis is that like you know i think we get somewhere on average at any time we have 50 active people in our trial system like at any given moment so it's like Mm -hmm. One person finishes tomorrow and then one person joins tomorrow. And like, it's kind of been that way. Interestingly enough, we've tripled that in the past two weeks. And I think it's because so many people are trying to go from Mm in-person to online business. Like Mm -hmm. I know that a bunch of other course platforms have been touting, like their growth has been off the charts and our growth has been off the charts for us. Like, (laughs) you know, to them, we probably are not doing much, but also we don't have the systems. We don't have the people. We don't, you know, we don't do all those things. Um, But what, what we, my hypothesis is, a brand that more clearly speaks to our creative audience people, uh, an interface that feels super friendly and fun and, you know, helps you build your course faster and, you know, with ease. Um, those types of things are going to be the biggest levers. And I just yeah. want to test that because as you know, when you do all of the things, you then don't know what worked. Yep. So if you do like six different things when you're trying to market or promote something and it works, you're like, oh shit, well now do I have to do all these six or was one of these the winner and I didn't know? Yeah. And so what we want to do is we want to go brand and interface first mm-hmm. and see how that does for like a month or two. And then do we want to do this kind of one-click course creation thing. And with that, we want to do some kind of fun promotion. I don't know if you follow the growth.design guys. They do the like in-depth kind of step-by-step case studies where they had these like charts and they use um, like these fun uh, illustrations of them going through onboarding things. I think you'd really, you'd love it. You should check out some of their case studies. So yeah, we want to, yeah. we want to build something like that, that it's a content marketing thing, 
but it's not exactly what you think of when you think of content marketing. It's not a webinar. It's not an article. Like it's more fun and more interactive, if you will. Um, and so I think that could be a really big differentiator for us as well. Like we can use our creativity, we can have fun and help someone spin up a course and build an entire course marketing plan through an experience that feels different. So, so focusing more on the product than the external promotion. hundred percent. I mean, I would say a hundred percent product over everything Thanks. else. Yeah. And, and then a part of that that we've pushed a little bit, but not much is just affiliates. So we have an affiliate program. It's very rarely been pushed. I mean, we'll get someone who signs up and they're like, do you have an affiliate program? And I'm like, yeah, but obviously we don't do that, do a good job of that, you know, from no, right, that. right. Um, so I think those, those kind of three things for me, the brand and the interface, this kind of product marketing, fun way of doing that. And then our affiliate program, mm -hmm. I, I believe just based on the amount of traffic that we have now and the amount of word of mouth that we have now that can get us to where we want to go. I mean, 2,000 visitors a day? Yeah. To your to the landing page of Teachery? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Money Lab gets 135 people <laughs> visiting, and I have 40-plus articles. Yeah. I mean, you know, Wandering so Aimfully gets two, like 2,000 visitors. Yeah, 1,500. And we have 200 articles. Right, right. You know? That's... that's yeah, that's, God, man, I wish I had that much traffic going to, yeah. a, going to a sales page. And we've done nothing with it, right? Like yeah. right now we we just turned on a live course or a public course feature. So now we have a live demo that you can actually see a course in action. Yeah, And I think that's also led to some more trial signups, some more people signing up because you can, we never had, we didn't have anything before. It was just, if you yeah. want to see Teachery, you literally had to join the trial. And the only reason why you joined is because someone told you to try it out. And so you trusted that person. Right. Which is not a great business model, just so you know. <laughs> right. No, but that's really fascinating that you, and you don't even really know where that traffic it's that's the that's the bitch of it too. It's like mm -hmm. you you don't know you, and you can't control it. You can't right? control it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, all you can do is control the things you can control. Exactly. And and, and the so, good yeah. I was gonna say the good thing that we have on our side too is we have a couple big fish people, and they're people you've never heard of. Like we have a parenting blogger who she does a quarter of a million dollars every time she launches a course. And I think in total with us, she's done like, I don't know, three or $4 million in a couple of years with her courses. Mm -hmm. She's someone who she's like, hey, do you want to ever do like a workshop with my uh, my audience of like how to create a course? Because a lot of them ask, ask me like how to create a course. And right. that in itself, like we could get a hundred customers just from her because her audience is so big. We have a photographer who's the same way, like almost same numbers, which is kind of crazy. Hmm. And it's the same thing. Like he gets asked all the time, like, I want to make a course about photography or videography. Like, could you teach me how to do it? And he doesn't want to spend time doing that, but we could get on a chat with them and, and do it and promote it. And I know that this has been like everyone else's marketing strategy forever with yeah. courses or email, like Nathan Berry has grown ConvertKit like this specific way. Yep. We just haven't wanted to do that at all. But I think if we picked like five people out of our community, we could just do those. And because we're not trying to hit some astronomical numbers, if we get 20, 30, 50, 100 people from those people at a time, I mean, that's literally all we need to reach our goals. So having super modest goals and having a number, like a cap of where we want to be, it really makes our marketing decisions a little bit easier too, because we don't have to do all of the things. We can mm -hmm. pick and choose and then just see how they do and then kind of move forward from there. And the so your price right now for teacher is forty nine. Is that going to change, or is that? 
I don't think so. We had talked about it changing because we were going to do a drag and drop page builder for like your mm -hmm. own sales pages. And we started to go down that rabbit hole and holy shit, is it difficult? Like not only is it difficult, but like if you're not building it yourself, which is super expensive, you have to pay to license someone else's product, even like a yearly license. They, it's the amount of pages you create. So like you have to pay by that. So that would be super expensive. Yep. And we finally just decided like, is this a core need? Because most people who use Tea Tree have a Squarespace site, have a WordPress site, have a Wix site, like whatever they have, yeah. you make a sales page there. Like you're already paying for that thing. Mm -hmm. Tea Tree just runs your core side of it. So w that was going to be the one thing where we were going to raise the price to have that. And we just decided, and this is Caroline's like being really helpful about product is just going like, this is not a core product for us. It's not worth it. We don't want to maintain it. We don't want to keep it up to date. Like we want to be a course platform. We want to help you build your course, sell your course, everything else you do outside of Tea Tree. But 49, you think you were going to raise it. We were going to raise lower. it if we had the landing page builder with it. Because it's a that's a big value add. Like that could replace you building a website somewhere else. Yep. Um, so 49 a month. I mean, it just, for me, I know that Podia charges like $10 less than we do. Yeah. Um, but there's there there are some key differences. And I think that when we move into the new interface, when we move into course, like creation stuff, that's mm -hmm. really simple. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be honest. I, I have a, a Podia account because they sponsored my book project in 2016 when they were coach. And so okay. I've had a free account forever and I love Spencer. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, but like I go into Podia and I try and create a course and it it's, it's also because I have my own bias. Like I think of a course a certain way mm -hmm. and the way Podia does it is super confusing to me. Mm. But now I know we have people who leave Tea Tree. Like it's the same thing with when people cancel Tea Tree. We have an email that goes out and they reply and Someone will reply and be like, oh yeah, I moved to Podia because it was really easy to set up a course. And I'm like, what is yeah. it about the way you think about a course that I don't think about it that way that's confusing, but it, it really doesn't matter, right? It's just like, we build it a certain way that we believe. And if someone likes the way that we do that, then that's great. Then we're the right platform for them. If they yeah. don't, they can go other places and that's totally fine too. But getting yeah. back to your, like the comparison of price, as long as we're in the ballpark, like as long as we're not Like no one's balked at it. No one's like said. No, never. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what and we get. That's what we get at Lasso constantly. You yeah, know, like, I mean, Lasso is tough. As someone who paid for Lasso for a little while, I mean, it's yeah. just it's hard to stomach paying for something that you don't see a, an immediate return on for a lot mm -hmm. of people. So, like, if you're an affiliate marketer and you have a bunch of links and you just need a better system for it, and you can it's use this obvious. and see the improvement. Totally makes sense. But if yeah. you're someone who is just like, yeah, I'll, I'll add some affiliate links to my site and like you don't see that increase in revenue, it's yeah. a really hard product to sell. It's like Right Message. I mean, I think Right Message exactly has a lot like of that. Yeah. I think Right Message has a lot of churn because they're $79 a month. And oh, more. I was paying $500 a month. Because of traffic, right? Because of traffic. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, it's one of those things where if you can't see that return and, and with Tea Tree, like $50 a month, $49 a month it feels like a good price. It's always been that price. Like we've never had another price. The one thing we might go back to is offering a lifetime account because what mm -hmm. we've learned over now, like three years of data of actually paying attention, because I literally wasn't paying attention before that, yeah. is our average customer lifetime value is 650 bucks. So our lifetime price that we had before was 900. And yeah. if we make $250 more on average for those customers, Mm -hmm. it's worth it. Like the, the money works out. Like we know our average lifetime value. So if we can make more than that, then we're doing a good job. So that's right. one thing we might also add later this year, if it makes sense. And maybe not because we like the recurring revenue. It's a nice to have the predictable money every month. 
Mm-hmm. But it is also nice to have small surges of cash too. So I don't know. Yeah. We might play with that as well. And and with forty nine, you basically can. It's unlimited courses, right? You can just yeah. build. Yeah. Yeah. There's as you no. Want. Yeah. No limit. Can, can you like? Would I be able to like build courses for Money Lab and also swim you, or that, or would that confuse things? As the only limitation that we have in Teachery is you can only have one Stripe account connected. So if okay. you have different Stripe accounts for your different mm-hmm. businesses. That's the only limitation. You'd have to have a separate account. Now we might do, if it's not technically too difficult this year, that might be something that we add is you can have multiple Stripe accounts. The only right. reason why we don't have it now is just because it's been something no one has asked for. Right. Um, so why, yeah, why build it? But for you, if all your money funnels into one account, you, you yeah. could have, you can have a money lab course branded completely on its own. You can have a custom domain if you want. You can have a swim you co- course completely branded on its own custom domain okay. if you want. Like it can all feel completely separate and which is no why, which is what podia doesn't do they don't do that because it's all no. under one storefront right storefront right. right so i have to i have two accounts i have two Podia yeah. accounts which is each one. which is super interesting to me when like we get customers who um one of the feature requests that we've heard a good amount that i've just ignored over the years is like i want a course dashboard where everyone can see all of my courses and while i understand that I don't think people buy courses that way. And I think so few people actually generate revenue from like a storefront of products, especially digital products. And I think that you can build that on your own website. And so for like us to have that as a core feature, you'll do a better job of it. Like you would do a better job on Money Lab than you would, I think, Podia's storefront. Right. But the difference, I mean, I think what they're asking, because this is definitely, when I built my own version of this using easy digital downloads at first, that's just such a hard... It's a hard brand name to say. I always easy digital say, downloads. Yeah. Easy digital downloads. I it's like, like always, Restrict Content Pro. I'm always just yeah. like RCP. That's yeah. just RCP. I, I say EDD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like no, then no We're, one knows what I'm talking about. They think nerds. I have like a yeah, you have extra familiar. ED. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the the um what what I what I originally built and what my th- theory was is that if if you buy one course from me, but I have three other courses and they're all locked. Right. And you log in every day to take this course and you see these other locked courses. You're like, I want to, I, you know, as like a gamer mind, you're just like, I need to unlock these courses. But no one, no one buys. No, I don't think no one. No, yeah. it's, if they're, if it's not what they're looking for, like if somebody, you know, if somebody buys my page speed for bloggers course. They probably uh, don't give a shit about Asana for bloggers. No, probably not. Even no. though they both are for bloggers, mm-hmm. it's like the person is trying to solve the problem. It's like, it's why we had trouble selling the Wandering Gameplay membership, right? It's like, I really want to start a podcast or I really want to get sponsorships or I really want right. to write a, you know, get better at writing or I want to build an online course, but like, I don't necessarily need to do all of those things. Right. And especially which is all why, at once. Yeah. Which or is you, why or, it can be or a, I don't need to pay quote unquote right. for all of those at once. Right. Right. Um, and, and so anyway, getting back to like just choosing features and like product led growth and all that, like we've done that for a while. That's going to be our focus for Tree. That's what we mm-hmm. want to do. And, and one of the things that I've just seen over time is, Keeping customers happy, not by releasing every feature that they ask for, but at least by understanding their needs and by trying to grow the platform to help solve their problem. Like I have more conversations in our customer support chat of why do you need this feature? And then we'll just go down that road. And I think you know this, the whole theory of the three whys that was originally uh, brought in by the uh, creator of Toyota. He just kept asking people when people asked him questions like why? And they would ask why again. And you, you finally get down to the root of it. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the root of it is, well, because I saw someone else do it or because right. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. It's not right. actually because it's a necessary thing. 
It's just because you now believe that that's something you should be doing. And when you get to the root of it, you realize it's not. So I have more conversations with people who are like, I want a dashboard for all my courses. And I'm like, well, why do you want that? Well, because my, uh, my, my other course isn't selling at all. Well, where do you promote or sell that course? Oh, well, I don't. Okay, well, maybe we should start there because I don't right. think a dashboard of two unrelated courses or even somewhat related, yeah. the data doesn't show that they're going to buy those courses together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the decisions that I think are just really helpful as you start to build things like Tree or other things where you just keep asking your customers, like, why do you need this even for Lasso? Like, why do you think you need this? Like, what is it? What is that going to help you do? And a lot of times you will realize, oh, well, that's a feature that does make sense. And I just didn't think about it because I don't build my courses that way. But I could see how you would use it and it would benefit other people. Great. Let's add that to our roadmap and let's build that. Right. Um, kind of to wrap things up. Uh, are you tired of constantly changing? It goes in waves. I think part of me, obviously there's a part of me that wishes like, if I, I just get fatigued from it. I'm just, you know, <laughs> that's why I'm asking. It's like, yeah. I mean, obviously there's a big part of me that's like, I started Teachery as an idea in 2013. Like at that yes. time, I don't think Fedora, which is now Teachable, existed. <laughs> Wait, um, the name of the company was Fedora before it was Teachable? Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe they started around the same time because like <laughs> that was a time when like you know people were starting to build online courses and things. I know that if I would have spent a lot more time on Teachery early on, I'd probably be in a different place today. We maybe wouldn't even have Wandering Aimfully. Like that would just be our cash cow and and you know whatever. But I also know it's like we talked about earlier, like having a singular focus for me and having one thing to build and work on, it's really boring. And I just, it doesn't (laughs) challenge me. It doesn't excite me. Like I am so excited about this year with Teachery and Wandering Aimfully. There's so many unknowns. There's so many things I don't know if they're going to work, but I'm really interested to find out. And I'm really interested to trust my gut on what I've learned through the years, do some experiments, build some things, see what works, see what doesn't work right. and try and really enjoy that process that, of it. Uh, yeah. And, and, and truthfully, I mean, I think you can attest to this as well. Like the times that we're living in right now, like we've completely ignored talking about coronavirus and all this shit that's going it on. It doesn't in the make world. the content evergreen. <laughs> no, but it's also one of those things where I think it, it, it's a real nice luxury to have businesses where I can be focusing on trying to figure out how to grow these things right now. And most people are trying to figure out how the hell am I going to afford groceries next month? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be super grateful during these times and just have a lot of perspective and positive outlook on I'm really glad the internet isn't the thing that's having a global outage right now because right. we would be the problem. We would be the people who are totally affected by those yeah. things. And so I'm just trying to like every day, and I know this is really sappy, but we're wrapping it up. But like, I'm trying to be super grateful for the opportunities to be able to pivot, to be able to change, to be able to experiment because a lot of people don't have that choice. And I think mm-hmm. that if you let yourself get in the trap of, oh, I'm so tired of like, having the opportunity to increase my MRR. <laughs> like yeah. it's such a bullshit thing that our entrepreneurial bubble complains about. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there's so much more perspective you can have when you zoom the lens out and go, it's it's a real blessing to be able to choose to do these things. And I'm super grateful that I chose this path and just resisted working for other companies. And now I'm at a place where I have two businesses that make money one of them has never had marketing or advertising. And so there's a lot of opportunity there. One mm-hmm. of them, you know, I love working on Wandering Aimfully with Caroline and I love all the things that we do and the community we have is amazing. Um, I'm grateful that we have those things. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we weather the storm through all this. I can continue to, to 
to test things, tweak things, experiment with things, and yeah. just kind of see how that goes. Cool. Um, what, before we go, are you tired of changing things? Like, do you wish you just had one? Because you kind of do with Swim You. Like, you kind of do have one cash cow business. Yeah. So um, this, the, the thing that I always say is I wish I was a, um, like a virtuoso violin, violinist. I wish just I spent, did one thing. I wish, yeah. yeah, I wish I spent my whole life, 10,000 plus hours mastering one skill. And then everyone's just like, man, Matt's a really one dimensional guy. All he doesn't, <laughs> he can't, he can't function in the real world, but man, he plays a mean violin. Like it yeah. just, you know, and I always, I, I always think about that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I wish I didn't have so many fucking interests. Yeah. You know, I wish I could just chill the fuck out. Like even during all of this stuff we're going through now, I'm like, what else might, what else can I learn during this yeah. time? Like yeah. I'm home. Like I'm going to learn how to make fucking spaghetti. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm going to, I, you know, I'm just, and I just like throw myself into these things. And it's like every day I wake up and it's different. It's a different, yeah. you know, what am I going to focus on today? What am I going to work on today? Like I have three, four, five technically businesses <laughs> that I have to like, what is it? You know, is it a, is it, am I thinking about, listen, money matters today? Am I thinking about lasso today? Am I thinking about money lab today? Am I thinking about brew cabin, swim university, all of those things. And then I'm like, well, swim university, like, man, people are really thinking about their pools right now. Let's build more products and let's, let's, you know, build more content. Let's like, you know, and at the same time, I'm like, well, people are coming to money lab and let's do something for them, but that's all me. And yeah, you know, and then, and then. Dude, tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I want to start a, <laughs> I want to start a elliptical website where I just yeah. review elliptical machines or or yeah. whatever. Like just some, it just it's like it's the um, I I guess it's the shiny object syndrome, right? Um, but just like you and what you mentioned earlier, and I don't know how to fix this problem about myself, but if you and I also envy people like Mark, you know Marquez, who yeah, who literally fucking wakes up every day and knows that he's going to make a tech review yep. video. Yeah. That's what he, that's what the guy does. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, and they're all the same. I mean, he really just makes the same video every time. I don't watch all of them. Yeah. And for sure. binging with Babish motherfucker wakes up every day <laughs> and makes food. I'm like, yep. I wish that was my job where I could yep. just wake up and I knew, and I could, and I literally physically could do the same thing every day. I wish I could wake up Get on, uh, uh, you know, a uh, Zoom chat with everybody at SwimU and just talk about pools, baby. Like, I, <laughs> but I can't. I yeah. just, I, you know, I might get into these little bouts of, um, you know, hey, I really want to build, you know, a course for Swim University, and I'll, and uh, you know, uh, this podcast experiment that I'm yeah. doing, yeah, that's not paying off at all. Uh, it's, it's like I had to do 20 episodes, and it was a goddamn slog. I yeah. hated it, but it's done. And I really hope that the experiment doesn't work so that I never have to do it again. <laughs> because that's like, but at first, the first three and doing it as a money lab experiment is sort of my hack to like, this is how you're yeah, yeah, changing things up and getting it done. And, and then, and then as it, and then as, as it repeats over and over again, it's just like, I, I will, I'll never sustain this. The same thing with the Pinterest uh, experiment that I did where I'm like, I have to make a hundred pins. 
That was a nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> There's only so many pool photos on on the stock photography website. That's it. And I just yeah. and I have every one of them downloaded. Yeah. You but know, I think, and it, yeah, I think part of that too, because I mean, we're so similar in that way, which is why we've gone along for years. It's why we've worked on projects together, yeah. you know, multiple times over. And I think it's like you almost see it as a burden. And if you mm-hmm. ever just told yourself, like, this is my gift, you know, like this is my virtuoso violinist, of that. I can spin up a site about coffee and then I can sell mm-hmm. it a couple years later and make money from it. I can spin up a site about pool care and have it be mm-hmm. a half a million dollar business. I can spin up a site about ellipticals tomorrow and like I can do all of that, you know, and, yeah. and it's it can actually be profitable and it can be fun. And the problem is you're going to have the duds, right? Like you're going to have the things that you yeah. do that don't do well and. And I have a whole, I mean, on our about page on Wandering Aimfully, there's a whole failed project section. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, I've been they're tweeting just, out all my failed ones. Yeah. And they're just, yeah. there are failures in being a person who wants to try a bunch of different things. But I do think if you could ever, and I know the way that your brain works, it's probably not easy for you, but if you could ever just change that perspective of like, man, this is my gift. My gift is having more ideas than I know what to do with. My gift is being able to be talented enough to do all of the things right. that I can do these well, things. Well, Money Lab allows me to yeah. express that, right? Yeah. But then, you know, I will express something like that. And then I'll just and then I'll say to myself, wow, I wasted an entire month of this <laughs> when I could have just been swim university stuff or I could have been doing this other thing, which already makes money. And yeah. you know, Andrew's the one who kind of like he's the one, he's that, he's that like little angel or devil on my shoulder who's saying like just like double down on x double down on x this is working this is working and i'm like yes i get it but i really want to make a rap album this month and (laughs) it's it's taking everything and i'm i'm being serious like this whole quarantine shit all i want to do is make an album like that's what i want to do with my time i listened i streamed the entrepreneur album the other day did you like start to finish because it's only like an hour long of songs yeah 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 Yeah. i mean you didn't it's listen to fa- the new, uh... it's fantastic it's so Thank good you. like i played I, I forget i'm the boss i think is a song i played out loud yeah. for caroline and yeah. we were just both like you're so fucking talented like it just and you Thank don't you. do anything with music right like nope. you just nothing well at the all. other day the other day i was like you know doing the um podcasting work yeah. that i hate it and i just was like uh and i went in the logic and i just made a beat and i like <laughs> filmed it i put it on twitter i'm like this is what i did procrastinating on writing yeah. scripts for this podcast yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I've, I've said this before that that project, the, the rap album project that took me 30 days to do, yeah, uh, was the least profitable, uh, the least successful money lab experiment. One per one of my friends said it was a list burner, you know, yeah. like I got, for a month, like no one cared to were making an yeah. album. Like you just yeah. burned, you burned your list, um, is the best thing in my opinion that I've ever done on money lab. Yeah. And it's the thing that like, I have no problem going like. I I did that. That's what yeah. I did. Yeah, it it is just a yeah, it is a gift in a way. Uh it's like a blessing and a curse, right? It's yeah, both, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just it's tiring sometimes and then not. Yeah. So. It's probably tiring for everyone around us to have to deal with this, but we are who <laughs> yeah. we are. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, what's he doing now? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Right. That's that's been my MO for ten years. Yeah, Everyone's always right. like, What's the crazy thing that guy's doing now? Yeah. You know? And it and that's fine. That's what it is. It's it I just, mean yeah, privately we're sustaining. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, like financially, and, I mean, I would say privately we're thriving. You know, like more oh, than sure, other people. Sure. But yeah. it's yeah, it, it is. I totally am with you on like. Sometimes I do wish I could just be like, all right, 
all in on tea tree. That's the only thing I can focus on. But then three months later, I'd be like, I am bored, so yeah, bored. bored and I hate this. And yep. right now I actually just want to sell it and I don't even want to look at it. So I, yeah, I will say though, uh, one of the things that has helped me this past, maybe like the past year or two, um, where I've kind of calmed a bit down on the like, I mean, I'm kind of going whole hog on money lab this year because yeah. I just, it is one of my favorite. It's still my favorite site. I, I still yeah. like it the most yeah. and I like being there and it's, and it's rewarding. But, um, you know, I homebrewing was a thing that like, I didn't work weekends because I would, yeah. cause that's what I decided to do. And I felt as though, like, I only had, this is my hobby, right? Doing this kind of shit is my hobby. Yep. But then when I got, when I really picked up on a different hobby, like a physical one, I realized that, oh, I can do another thing that's not computer related. And it sort of made me, forced me even to calm down on like my, the energy that I was putting into my mm -hmm. businesses and the stress that I was putting on myself. Yeah. Yeah. But finding that hobby for sure. Finding it. Yeah. Just finding I just have literally to, something else to do. Yeah. I just have to wait for Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 on Switch. That'll be my hobby for like three months when that comes out. Anyway, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, appreciate coming on. And uh, where can folks find you? We're, we're, I mean, we've talked about all well, of I mean, it, we just kind of wrap it up. Yeah, people's ears. WanderingAimfully.com for the rest of this year. If you want some online coaching every month, you want something to focus on, feel free to join our coaching program. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you just want to subscribe and then in six months buy, and, like make the prophecy come true, you can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Or you can go to teachery.co for five years, I've tried to get the .com, but they just literally don't want money. So they yep, just don't same, use it. Same it's as MoneyLab.com. Yeah. They don't want money. That's fine. So teachery.co, if you want to spin up an online course, uh, that should look very different here by the summertime. Uh, cool. We're having a lot of fun with it. So yeah, those are the two sites. Awesome. And I want to thank Angie Meeker for sending in my new middle name. Uh, your noodle, noodle eggs. eggs. Yeah, noodle I like eggs. them. I yeah. like noodle eggs. I think you should yeah. switch. What's your middle name right now? Noodle eggs. Oh, no, my I real mean, one? Like, yeah, yeah. Steven with a P. Oh, for sure. N noodle legs. Yeah. Yeah. Matt yeah. noodle legs. Givenisi. I mean, the thing is, is I have the, I mean, I have like drunken noodle legs, you know, like the <laughs> real wide, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. they're not, yeah. they're not very, they're not angel hair. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. And head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email me Matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on this show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player, FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Castro Radio, Republic Stitcher, Pandora, Mixcloud, CastBox, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>